All right. So, what the hell? What's going on? Why am I here again? In terms of admin, not a good start. You've got the wrong Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> again. Again, I got the right one. <laughs> we're trying to grow the show rather than your ego. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to put in some plugs for Soul Cruiser. You want to hang out with somebody cool, go to Soul Cruiser on Twitter. <laughs> my, my co-host has, again, been drinking, just so you know. And he started at 1,700 hours, so it's not just uh, just recently. Yeah, I was just having my uh, pre-show uh, drink, you know, getting ready. This is getting prepped. I was getting in the in the in the mode for the show so I can deliver a dynamic performance tonight. You know, and worthy. What, what's the radio awards do they hand out? I don't think we need to concern ourselves with that, Clay. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to earn. I'm trying to win, you know, whatever radio awards they got going on out there for best internet streaming radio going. And we can win best podcast, live streaming podcast. Niche. Very niche. niche. Very niche. Um, we should say what that song was. That was North Star. Uh, sorry, Northside. In fact, I knew I was going to get that wrong. North you Side. got it wrong. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! Say that again. No, we're going to have to. Oh, dude, if you don't put that on an uh, audiogram, because you give me shit every week for getting your your song wrong, and you've just got your own song wrong. Northside, my rising star, and Clay. That song is over thirty years old now, and we've talked about on previous shows how I have never been able to dance, and we talked about how you think you could dance, but we've seen video evidence that that clearly isn't true. But Northside, the video, if anyone wants to watch the video after we're done here, you'll see the guy, the way he's dancing. And at that point, I thought, because, you know, these were white shoegazing bands, and they, you weren't quite convinced by the dancing. And I thought, watching these videos, you know, I might still have a chance. I think that type of minimal dancing might be within reach. And especially that song. I never saw a video where I was more convinced that I might be able to dance. And you, sir, can I just add, before I let you speak, you're dressed like someone today who's about to go on the... Well, actually, I'm not sure we can say it this particular week, given there's been another incident in the States. You look like someone, though, who is going to go out and do something bad involving uh, a weapon, the way you're dressed tonight. This is just typical American gear, man. Baseball cap that says... Let that shit go. And then, you know, my little hoodie. <laughs> is that what he's saying, man? Yeah, I'm saying that is an outfit that would make me suspicious if I saw you in the street. Uh, okay, should I get all Eddie Murphy on you? Say, is it... That reminds me, you were talking about coming to America too, weren't you? Yeah. That's been slated. I know it's been slated, but it if you watch it, it's almost like they deliberately made fun of themselves and i think people came on expecting it to be like number one and for them to be serious about it but i think they took the piss out of themselves with that because the way they made it they weren't trying to be serious um with it are you saying it's a bit like that starskin hutch film of yeah, maybe a decade ago absolutely like that they just took the piss out of them themselves and they took an opportunity to get you know, everybody and their grandmother on the show, you know, singing songs and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I don't think they took themselves seriously when they did that. So we've been going for about seven minutes tonight. There's the beer or whiskey. We've been going for seven whiskey, minutes. baby. Seven minutes tonight. We've already had two P words uh, from Clay Lamont Lowe, and we've had two S words. That's seven minutes into the show. Two P words? What P word did I say? 
I'm not going to say the word. I didn't say mild, any P words. Mild, mild expletives. No, mild I didn't. You did. Twice. And no. the S word, twice. No, you I know? didn't. We don't want to be sticking warnings on these shows before they go out. I didn't say any P words tonight. I'm well, gonna, I'll be listening to the replay. Please do. I, the first seven minutes. No. I'll Anybody's have I'll have 10 pounds for each uh, mild expletive that you've said in those first seven minutes. Look, Hatman is here. Let's say hello to Hatman. Hey, Hatman, how the hell are you doing, man? Oh, yeah, you go. You got what? Which? What are you drinking, Hatman? I'm sure you got a whiskey or two going. I'm sure he does. Absolutely. I think Hatman on his uh, spot. Oh, he's of- saying he's doing date night again. He's ditching us for a date night. What's up with date that? Date night. This is like two weeks in a row. How are you dating in the pandemic? Come on. What kind of dating is that? <laughs> the thing is, I saw Hatman's Spotify pictures this week, Clay, and it looks like he's launching a calendar. He's wearing Stetsons <laughs> and there are topless shots. So maybe he's going big time on us. Yeah, but how is he? How? Ladies before guys. Is that true? <laughs> that's how it goes, man. <laughs> Listen, no, no, that's what he said. He said ladies before guys. I didn't say that because I would have said bros before hoes. But oh, <laughs> all right. This, this is a man who just did an International Women's Day uh, day a couple of weeks ago. I, I removed myself from this conversation. <laughs> so now listen, how is, what is, so Hatman, you're going to have to tell us, you're going to have to explain how are you dating? And is, is he, it? Clay, is he jabbed up as well? And is he only dating women that have also had a jab? But are they doing it virtually or in real life? It's got to be a Zoom thing. It's got to be a Zoom thing, is it? Is yeah. Who's looking after the dog? Well, the most popular questions I've been getting do, is, Brian, how do I like, make a splash? What do I do when I first get <laughs> onto the app? <laughs> who's looking after the dog? Oh, he must have put it, sent the dog to his neighbors. That's where he sent it when he did the show with me on a digital car. He, the neighbor took the dog. I blame you for this, Clay, because, uh, I mean, I've never met Hatman. I listen to his show. He strikes me as a nice guy. But certainly in the last couple of weeks, there's a bit of big-time behavior from him. I think maybe you've got someone who is going to strike out on their own at some point, leave uh, the yeah, Wisdom Experience gonna, Radio, you know. Is, he, is, it, is that what it is? He's going to be asking for green M&Ms and the pay rise and all sorts of stuff, or he's threatening to take his show to another <laughs> network? What is going on with this guy? She is coming here, he's saying, on the in the comments section. Surely that's breaking a bubble. <laughs> and you're just talking about me having Grand Central Station at my joint. Because he's been having lots of dates going on. Really? Yeah. Virtual I, dates or real-life dates? He said real life. He said that they're coming to his crib. And, and is he taking the Stetson with him? And she's fit as well. Ooh. Oh. it's like i think we might have got away with this kind of show in 2011 but uh we are in 2021 and i i understand i've got a secret admirer now too (laughs) yes and interestingly you say that clay because my aunt has a thing about men in uniform and even though you weren't in uniform in that picture i showed her of our show i showed her the new illustrated cover that looks uh brilliant uh another string to your bow annoying annoying <laughs> bow multiple bows um and even though you weren't in uniform it's as if she could tell you had a military background uh you take my uncle, the boy out of the military but you can't take the military out of the man yeah my uncle wasn't too happy i have to say <laughs> you know yeah, i like it man i dig it i've got me some fans already out there down in london 
Dig it. Got my groupies. I'm getting my groupies going already. <laughs> you are. You are. I'm and uh, and in their 80s as well. Very unusual. Hey, man, I'm good. It works. I'm, I go from... I can to, go be fair, the, to be fair, the kind of material that you've done uh, in the first 12 minutes of tonight's show, for that generation, it's, it's going to be okay. You've got no problem there. Okay, gotcha. Good. So I, I fit in with that sort of generation. How's really... your How's your week been anyway? What have you Have you been as snowed under as you were last week? No, this this week was uh, this week was a little bit more chilled. Um, we had what National uh, Remem not Remembrance Day, but uh, Reflection Day. Did you participate in that on? I didn't Tuesday? even know it was going on. To be honest, yeah. So I did a show on that one. Um, and I did some other stuff with a company as well to help them with their day of reflection, put together a nice video montage of all the stuff they've done um, over the past 12 months, which is pretty cool. But other than that, I've been, yeah, it's been, it's been a fairly uh, just normal week. It wasn't crazy like it was the week prior. So uh, even got, got some writing done this week myself because you got me all inspired to do You've had me questioning myself a lot, you know. Well, you, a, had, you had me questioning myself as well. Yeah, you started it. You did. You, you started it. <laughs> you started it last week with that. Are no, you asking you, me? No, you're like, would you have been further along in your creative <laughs> yeah. endeavors? I was like that, and I thought to myself, why was I like that? And I thought, it doesn't matter. He deserves it. Look how much stuff he's got in that room, you know. He's COVID-free. He's been breaking the bubble throughout the lockdown, you know. But, but so, no, yeah. I... I, I yeah, your questions the other day, and I was thinking, and you used the word harnessing, and yeah, it's got me thinking in a positive way, I think. But Good. it's certainly the, the 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 questions were challenging. But I explained my situation. It's the whole cliche: you live in that creative life. Decisions that you made thirty years ago, you have no idea how they're going to affect your life. And uh, I was speaking to this guy yesterday. I told you about who was helping out with some tech stuff for me. Uh, very kind with his time. And he was talking about just how rates for freelancers have dropped from the kind of stuff that we were doing years ago and even just a year ago. And he, he said it's just debasing, you know, the, the, the gig mm. economy. And it's very yeah, hard to work out a way forward. It's a tough thing because most people want things for free because you go on the Internet and you can get it. So they don't necessarily want to pay for stuff. Um, but I think we said it last week, our generation... We played a big part in that, I think, the novelty of the internet and getting our work out there in a way we hadn't been able to before. We got ourselves used to that. We're, we're partly to blame, aren't we? We started getting away. I don't away. think so. No, really? I, think I, 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 think, I think for myself, I, I think I've, I've been culpable in my own career with that. I think what it's been is we stopped being in control and let marketeers tell us what to do. So everybody, you know, marketeers are all over the joint this is how you should post and this is the networks you should be on. This is how you beat this algorithm. And we bought into that and we start listening to that. So what we forgot and what we've lost, what I think is salaries. Make, well, and making direct connection and building uh, direct connection with the fan base and building that fan base from normal sort of way we would have done in the past with a lot of word of mouth with a lot of people sharing of, of their stuff to their own networks. We've kind of bought into the marketeers gig and I think we suffer for it. I look at some art, our writers that I follow and they've, you know, they haven't bowed to that and they still have a blog that's going strong and, and full of 
interactivity in the way that blogs were back in the 90s, but they never left that, but they kept a loyal group of people and uh, kind of jammed for there. But anyway, I think we've spent too much time listening to marketeers and we lost that game and it's hard to get it back now. You got me thinking the other day and we, we, we spoke about it. Um, I, I spoke about where I feel I am career-wise and maybe where I went wrong 10, 11 years ago in terms of using social media to, to push my work. And I think we reached a stage, certainly I did, and I think a lot of writers did and creators did, where you feel you have to keep creating all the time. You're scared to have that quiet period where all that is behind that quiet period is that you're working on something that might be epic because now you just constantly have to be out there. It's a different kind of engagement. It's a more intense engagement. Whereas years ago, you could probably disappear for a year, 18 months, whatever, working on something that you really believed in. And our egos, I think, were smaller as well, you know, because with social mm -hmm. media, you get that in, you know, you can post something tomorrow morning, one of your videos where you're, you know, you're out at five in the morning wading through some flooded creek mm -hmm. and... I can watch that 15 minutes later. It's instant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you, and you've kind of given it away. And, and under the guise of, um, yeah, that you're, you know, building your, you, so, you, so I think it's. But it are you is, building? Because I'm not. I'm, I'm certainly not. My Twitter, my Twitter following has just been frozen for about probably three or four years. It's pointless. Because I think it, I think that game has changed before, just like blogging has just changed. People don't interact with Twitter in the way that they used to because it's moved from social networking. And we talked about this last week. It's gone from social networking to social media. And so people use it like that platform. They don't use it in the way that we used to use it before. Not all. I mean, there's some people that still do. But most have um, bowed to um, that that space and the other thing that i think and we'll go to a song here in a second is that people who got in early so the, all these so-called influencers because they've been in for a while and they've you know they've made their millions now but then they got all the equipment and all their stuff looks really good and so people starting new think that they've got to start where those people are having been in the game for six seven eight nine years and built that platform there. So people, instead of starting, so if you go back and look at any influencers' first videos, they were crap. No lighting, no no drones, none of that stuff. And But they just stuck with it, and, and they've grown. So now new people come, think they've got to go from, you know, just making stuff on an iPhone. they got to immediately jump out and spend thousands on high-speed camera equipment, and it got to have a drone, and you got to make it look like that and lose the bit which is the content which is why i give you a hard time about your podcast and stuff and i know you're 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 a stickler for detail and you want everything to you know to be sort of spot on but then in my head you know if you were doing it for bbc or radio 4 and it was going on that old traditional channel yay um going on the channels that we are in now it's the content is the king Production is great. I have no problem with producing um, a good quality show, you know, the sound, getting that right. But it doesn't have to go overboard because most people are listening to it, the same things you got on your ear, which is some crap headphones that is going to sound tinny 
regardless of how great your production is, they're listening to it to crap headphones. So I agree with you there, but uh, and I certainly agree with you, which is why I don't like a lot of American shows. I'm not into soundscapes. I'm not into over-polished shows. I'm not into 22-minute podcasts that have about uh, 20 people working on it, and they're all credited <laughs> at the end. I'm not into that. I, I like imperfection. But um, just for my show, I edit it because I don't want any long gaps or anything, but mm. it's a very basic edit. Um, the football show is different because it's a different kind of audience I'm trying to reach. But again, I'm not going for, you know, one of these super polished shows um, in terms of what you're talking about with the BBC. Of course, you're going to have their production values and, you know, yeah. I mean, personally. And they've got a bunch yeah. of people helping them to do it as well. Anyway. Although, although, although very quickly, before there's the hiccup, uh, this man's had too much whiskey. Um <laughs> You know, it's interesting you say that. That's certainly the case now with uh, BBC Sounds. But before that, the BBC rightly used to get stick for the way they just used to um, turn out their podcasts. It was an afterthought. There'd be no introduction, no thing to nothing. It was just an afterthought. And of course, you know, they were very late to the party when it came to podcasts. And let's uh, what what song are we going to listen to next? Is it's not an Alice Cooper type song, is it? No, no, it's one that you'll like. It's one we talked about last week, but we didn't play from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he was asking me what other um, song on that the album, um, the Getaway album that I liked. So I have one of those encore. So this one, you imagine yourself down in Southern California, driving to Mexico, and give me a go. I'll tell you my Mexican story when I come back after All right. this song. Get, get some coffee in you. No, I got to finish this. Whiskey's good, man. Mm. All right. The Red Hot Chili Peppers Encore off of the Getaway album. First time I've heard that. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good, good tune to kind of drift down the Mexico highway. Um, interesting. I spent some time in that area of the world and this was back in my military or actually my cadet days so i hadn't even got my commission yet but i was a, a judo player uh was a big time judo player actually second in the u.s collegiate championship champion you, you, you can't just throw that in on episode 16 after 11 years of knowing you <laughs> yeah. what, what is going on with this guy <laughs> yeah yeah number two in collegiate judo champ and but we were on where we should have been on spring break but because we were training for a big match after spring break was done coach took us out to california and, and we spent the time going up and down the california coast going to different dojos and so we were doing like having three different um uh, matches a day kind of thing but then he gave us some time off at the end um, and half of us went to um uh, Las Vegas and the other half went to Mexico. I was with the half that drove down to Mexico. So a bunch of cadets crammed in a car driving down to Mexico to get into all kinds of trouble. Were well, um, you still in your judo outfit? No, nah, no, nah, of course not, man. But this is also the same time I almost got busted up for being a crip or blood. I can't remember which, which. Cause oh, I, you said this was in LA, was it? I was in LA, yeah. But we went down to Mexico. Um, and the thing that I remember most is two things. We thought, actually, we know that the Mexican police, whether this is true or not, it was our belief that they were corrupt. So don't keep any money in your wallet. So we took all the money out of our wallet and just kept it in our socks and stuff. 
sure enough, one of our guys got um, was out pissing in an alleyway, and the police came and said, "We're going to throw you in jail unless you give us your money." <laughs> so he didn't have very much money in his wallet anyway. And they took his condoms and everything else from and let him go. Where were the condoms and his socks? No, no, he had a, he had that in his wallet still. Or was so he they, wearing them? <laughs> no, yeah. And the thing that I did, and this is, you know, it's lucky that I'm here to be here to do this show with you because I would have, this would make a classic movie plot. Here was some silly, drunken um, army dude in the middle of Mexico. There's this chick on a dance floor. She's, we're grooving. We're doing our thing. We're getting all freaky deaky on the dance floor. And then she's like, follow me. So I just start following this chick. We leave the club and we're in the middle of, I have no idea where I was. I'm just following this girl somewhere. Um, and so I was separated from my boys and then the other one was getting arrested. And then we finally all meet up again and we're driving. We get lost. And then the roads just run out. There's no more pavement left. There's no asphalt. And we're just in the middle of some crazy town that we didn't know where we were, where we were at. I don't know. It was just a crazy Mexican adventure. But I loved it because I loved being, I was in Rosaritas where we were staying. So it was the beach was there um, in the nice little Marmasan there going in to have our little tacos. And they were making everything fresh. And it was dirt floor. And the kids working, the moms working, dads working. Uh, I was just the best, man. I absolutely enjoyed myself and had a very hard time getting back across the border because I just assumed we went down to get drugs. So the U.S. Border Patrol was kicking our ass on the when we were trying to get back into the country. So insane. On the, um, on the tacos, I think mm. here in this country, our culture in terms of that Fast food you can buy, say from um, you know from vans, tends to be burgers or hot dogs. Tacos have never taken off here. I think they're a lot nicer, but they're not easy to eat, are they? No, not easy to eat. Not, not, not the ones in the shells. Bread. The ones in the shells is hard to eat because the shell just crumbles and stuff like that. But are they the nicer ones? The shell. No, ones? I I actually like the soft tacos. You know, versus the hard taco shells. I like the soft tacos, which are easy to eat. Which you got the chapettos now here, don't you? Is that what it's called? Is that Pinocchio's dad? I think. No, what is Chepetto. it? It's, yeah, that is his dad name. But you got Chiquito, Chepetto, something you got done. No idea. No idea. You're, You're on your own city there. boy. It's right I don't know across. Where that is. It's across the street from where I met you on that six years ago, and I thought, who the six hell is years this? ago, eleven <laughs> years ago, this guy had no impact on it whatsoever. <laughs> who is this guy sitting? It was, it was right across the street from where we, um, where we where we met. Okay, I have no idea. You have no idea. Actually, let's put a. Let's just ask. Uh, we've got a fairly decent-sized audience uh, tonight. Um, listeners, audience, uh, if they can ignore the first few comments in that uh, box. <laughs> um, has anyone been to the states? Have they had tacos? And do they prefer the soft shell? No, the the the, the shell or what's the alternative, Clay? Like a hard shell or soft shell? Yeah, hard shell or soft shell. Are you a hard or a soft person? Yeah, yeah. soft. you got to go soft. I love me. Oh, dude, I could eat tacos for days and days. I love me some tacos. Um, Do you make them here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have tacos. We used to have them. We have them like every other week. In fact, Monday night, this Monday will be taco night. We'll be having tacos on Monday or Sunday. Sunday, actually. Monday's fish night. Yeah, I think Monday for me. In fact, Monday through to Friday is microwave night. Saturday, I use the oven. 
That's it. Right. <laughs> Dude, man, are you like the equivalent of a uh, old maid? I, I, I don't get the reference. Don't you? Are, are we, we going to have... be able to put this show out tomorrow? <laughs> Probably not. The, the old maid is like, you know, a, a, like, oh, you call them spinsters here. Is that what you call them? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I came to the microwave late. It was my older cousin who introduced me to it. He once made a Sunday roast completely from a microwave and the potatoes were out of a tin. And that like man, it. that man doesn't worry about expiry dates. And he, well, we he, never used to worry about expiry. No, dates I'm not now. I'm, I'm taking risks now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm eating stuff that's expired by four or five days, and I'm fine. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm fine. But that's what we did as a kid. When I was a kid, we ate stuff until it was moldy, man. Nobody, <laughs> we didn't look at no expiry date. You just looked on it. There was no mold on it. It was edible. Nobody, I, I don't think we ever paid attention to expiry dates or use best before dates and that kind of crap. It was just like, does it smell okay? Yeah, it smells all right. Got mold on it? No, eat it. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't, and, you, we weren't and, you, and you went from that to a guy who's got every gadget going in that room. <laughs> Maybe what a journey why. that was. <laughs> hey, when did you finish the judo? How long did you keep that up for? I did it up until my first year at my unit. So probably last time I did judo on a mat was 1993, probably. And that was always in bare feet, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, always bare feet. I mean, very dangerous in terms of um, being exposed to potential verrucas. I've never understood the bare feet thing in martial oh, arts. Oh, yeah. I had crazy old athlete's feet, uh, two broken toes. My broken toes almost got me put in a hospital for – I hate army doctors, man. Um, Why? What's the difference? Well, because they, they just – I don't know, man. They do some weird things to you. So I was driving back from Georgia – up to New Jersey and I got this infection on my uh, my toe, on one of my toes. So I stopped into an army facility because, um, you know, it's free medical care and all that sort of stuff. And the doc comes back with the x-ray goes, you ain't going nowhere because um, it be some funky bone disease you got. And then he called in another doctor to look at this x-rays and then right in the middle of it, the one doctor goes, what toe are you looking at? <laughs> so this dude was looking at the wrong toe. He was going to commit me into the hospital and start doing all kinds of stuff for me. And he was looking at the wrong flipping toe. Um, so I've always, I've had a few bad run-ins um, um, from that in. But anyway, yeah, so last time I did judo was actually in Germany at my first unit. And that's when I got immersed into the fact that the Germans don't care about separating the sexes. Oh, in, I, in competitions? No, in the locker rooms. Oh, no, I couldn't do that, I have to say. Because I went into the men's locker room and changed. So the men's judo did went before women's. I came at the end of practice, went into the locker room. There was all these naked women walking around the locker room. And I was like, shit, I walked into the wrong locker room. So I walked back out thinking, oh, man. And then it was like, well, no, this is it. And so they just, so they were coming in, getting ready for practice, and we were coming to finish. But it's just naked women, naked men, all just walking around in the same locker room. Germans are like that. I've got a lot of German family. And when I was a kid, we'd all meet in Spain. Um, we didn't have many summer holidays, but when we did go, they'd be there. And my uncle's house was about 30 seconds from the beach, mm. about a, a few kilometers from Gibraltar. It was always hot there. So, 
I don't know why, but the design of all the houses, they were, I think they were all two floors. You'd have stairs at the back leading to a roof terrace, but the shower on the ground floor was exposed. There was no roof. And my cousin and I, who was also from South London, you know, we'd be up on the roof terrace. We might have showered first. We'd hear the shower going off again. We'd hear multiple voices in the shower. It was <laughs> the whole German family, our uncle, our aunt, the two daughters, and uh, the youngest cousin, who was a boy, all five of them in the shower at the same time naked. And I just thought, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? Exactly. This is too much. Having said that, my dad was someone who was not afraid of nudity. And Growing up, I worried how many of my friends would in later life have flashbacks to seeing my dad naked. He just uh. didn't care. And my mum would say to him, by the time I moved into my teens and I'd have friends go around, my dad, because we didn't have the space, my dad would be getting changed in front of everyone. <laughs> and my mum said, you can't do that. You're going to get in trouble. And my dad's, um, what are those things called? Camisars? Uh, they might be camisars. It's a Mediterranean custom. You put these cloths on the armchair so the, so, mm. so the arms aren't uh, – I'll have to check the word up during the next song – so the arms aren't worn out. His, his way of dealing with this, of taking on board the warning, was simply to drop one of these cloths on his genitals, and that was <laughs> it as far as he was concerned. Any court case coming his way, he was fireproof. It was incredible. It was incredible. It. And he could, he definitely wouldn't be able to get, rid of, get, rid, get away with that today, would he? The last time, right, and I'm going back 20 years after my mum passed away, I moved to a place not far from here with another with another friend. And the shower was on my friend's floor. He was on the top floor. I was on the middle floor. My dad was having problems with his boiler um, at our old place. And he came and asked if, it, if he could use the shower. No problem. Mm. And I'm hearing I, – I, I couldn't hear the shower. And then I hear him calling me up. And by then, you know, I'm in my late 20s. He's calling me up. And I look up, he's standing in the communal hallway. My friend has done a <laughs> night shift. He's sleeping and I'm thinking, is he going to come out anytime? My dad's naked saying, could you show me how to use this shower? And I'm like, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> we're, we're meant to be 10 years on from this. This, this is not meant to happen anymore. But he, he saw no harm in it. I like it. I think I, I might saw plenty of harm it. in it. I, 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 I think I'm I might start doing it. it. I think I'm going to start walking around naked. I like that. Well, the kids have left home. You can do that now, can't yeah, you? But I mean, just go out in the front garden to get the paper, you know, <laughs> get the mail. I'm just going to walk out. When the next 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 Thursday, when I put the trash out, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to go out there naked and take the trash out. Just wear your judo belt. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wear the judo belt and be stark naked. Think I can get away with it or would, or would I get in trouble? Maybe if you wore the judo belt as a sash, perhaps. <laughs> I don't get it. What do we got? What's the problem with nudity? Why are we so anti-nudist? Because you're right, in Germany, I can remember sitting in a lake and this was tough because at the time it was, you know, it was all us and we had our girlfriends and wives and whatever. And, you know, these hot German girls would just come right in front of you, take all their clothes off and get in the lake. And you'd be like, where is this? Who, where are we? What kind of world is this where women just take off their clothes right in front of you in a yeah. public Please. And you're and you're thinking I might talk about this thirty years from now when there is a thing called live streaming happening and we're no longer meant to talk about this stuff, but I'm still going <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah, that's when I started wearing shades when I was in Germany, so I could look without getting in trouble at these naked ladies. <laughs> All right, is it time for? Uh, let's go some, to a tune. Let's, let's go, go to a tune. tune, man. We need a tune. We need a little pet shop boys. I think. 
going on here? Can we have the name of the song, please, Mr. DJ, Mr. Show Controller? <laughs> yeah, I want to wake up. Wake oh, the this hell is up. a great song. This, oh, oh, that, it, yes, that's my catchphrase. <laughs> I fell for it. Damn. Yeah, this is a great song. Yeah, okay. All right. Good that stuff. takes me back. I don't know if you remember the early days of the Pet Shop Boys. They didn't play live for a long time. The, the feeling was that Neil Tennant's voice would be too weak to perform live. But once they got going, they were okay. Yeah, they were all right. I didn't mind the Pet Shop Boys that much. I mean, I, I wouldn't have bought one of their albums ever. I mean, if they came on the radio. Is that because you're it. a snob? No, they're just, you know, they're all right. I wouldn't, they're not. They're not that great. They're not great. They're not good enough for me to buy an album of theirs, but they're fine enough if I've seen them on MTV or, um, yeah, or it came on the radio. But you wouldn't catch me going to a record shop. But, but we'd catch you buying Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it makes no sense. Makes I've no got, sense. I've got quite a number of Alice Cooper oh, I can uh, imagine. CDs in my I can collection. <laughs> Listening to it before one of your uh, judo contests. Yeah, Alice Cooper was the man. I don't know what you don't know what your hang up is with Alice. Alice was the man. You know, you pay attention and listen to his stuff. It's, it's good shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things like Pet Shop Boys, and I think it's just, um, yeah, you know, I like my guitars and that you, you kind like of loud everything. Stuff. That's the problem I have with you. Is you like yeah. everything. You have to get involved in everything. You but know. that's what life's about. Isn't that what we're it's supposed to do? It's not about. No, it's about yeah. life. It's about being discerning, picking and no. choosing. You don't have to have everything. No, life is about experiencing everything. No, getting out not. and no, getting experience it all. Why limit yourself, man? You gotta... I, I've had to go through things in the last month that you would not want to experience. <laughs> yeah, but you have that experience now. so you. Yeah, but it's ex not a good experience. You've experienced something that I haven't done. So well, you've got but to... I, I wish it would be done to you, actually, at times. <laughs> Do you know? So it's all a part of your, a part of the big big experiment going on in there in there i think How we need to, we need to get your daughter to moderate next week's show i think she's going to have to bring dad into the modern age this last uh sort of 45 minutes what are you talking you know, about chicks and all <laughs> this kind of stuff what do you call them they're chicks oh man who's the dad here who's the dad now, a couple of questions was going through my head. I'm thinking, how come you don't have a roommate, as you were just talking about? A roommate? roommate. What, 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 what am I, 18? Yeah, well, you're just in that house all by yourself. I am, yes. Thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that. So you need a roommate. No, I don't need a roommate. Preferably a female roommate. You should get a female roommate. You know what my aunt and uncle said to me both today as I left? What's that? Make sure, and I always say it. Make sure you don't get married. It's the worst mistake we ever made. They always say that to me. You know? And I That's think spend, spending so much time with them, I do think it's probably shaped my thinking on that front. I think it's yeah, such yeah. a hard thing to do. Yes, it is a tough, it's a tough, definitely a tough gig. If I was a young person these days, I would advise against it as well. I would say wait till you're about 50. It's a working class can. thing, though, to get married very young. I yeah. think it still happens. Middle classes tend to wait until their late 20s, early 30s. By then, mm. they've often had their they've first... They've gone to uni and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and had their first long-term relationship with uh, the person they met at uni, and they thought it was going to last forever, but it often doesn't because mm. you're a different person by the time you hit 30. 
Yeah, but you need a, a good. You need to get. A, you know what you need. This I need whatever. a career, Clay. I need a career. The partner no. can wait. <laughs> no, no, don't. Not a partner. You got to get a John Ritter thing going on. What's three that? Is remember Three is Company. Oh, I remember the, the English version. Yeah, I, I, we had Man About the House here, and yeah, I did yeah. like that idea, you know. Yeah, but see. here's the thing: I have to say, and I'm going to maybe stray into your uh, territory on tonight's show. I lived with three women in oh, 2003 nice. in a haunted house, by the way, which I've talked about on my other work, and that's why I left. But if I hadn't left because it was a haunted house, I would have left because I didn't like what it did to me. I became um, borderline camp and gossipy. Oh, and nice. them. They were relentless. Every night they would be bitching about anyone and everyone. I thought, I've got to get out of here because <laughs> my masculinity – the masculinity of that era is just being eroded by this gossiping. I can't handle it. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. But maybe not three. Two is enough. Three would be tough to handle. Now, mm. tell me some more about this haunted house. How was it? In what way was it haunted? It was haunted in a bad way. And I had been told about it, but I was very skeptical about that stuff. And this particular girl, after my mum passed, I mean, she claimed to have the gift, the whole second sight thing. And I didn't really like that. And... I had a number of really strange instances at that time for three or four years. The last one really crept me out more than the haunted house. The, um, the first one can be explained by the fact that when you're depressed, you can suffer from night terrors. And, you know, it's known in different cultures by different names. And I came to see once I understood what that was, I was no longer, you know, afraid to basically fall asleep because I had some bad night terrors that had never happened before. But after I lost my mum, it started happening. And so that's easily explained. Um, I moved into this haunted house because one Saturday night in my place in North London, which I, I did not enjoy living in North London, I saw a mouse on a Saturday evening. And I thought, yeah, I'm not living here with a rodent. I called <laughs> this girl up that I knew. I said, look, can I come and stay with you? Got my badminton racket, pa packed my bag. I went there. I stayed for six months. Um, I knew the reputation of the house, and it's in a part of Clapham, Clapham Northside, which is has a strong reputation for being haunted. You can go online, you can find all sorts of stories about Clapham Northside, but I was a bit sceptical. And this next part is important. There was a little dog there called Oscar, and Oscar missed the dad. The dad had died a year earlier, and Oscar very much gravitated towards guys. Oscar couldn't go out because he was always um, picking up bugs, and he was a little dog, and it was the only time in my life where I bonded with an animal, and he absolutely loved me. The thing is, because he couldn't go out, he would soil around the house. And at first, I thought, I can't live like this. And within weeks, I'd just I'd wake up in the morning, walk into the kitchen, see whatever was there, and I'd just be picking it up with a, you know, with a tissue, and you just got used to it. But here's the thing. Oscar never left my side, and I was, it was the first time in my life where I was working from home a lot, and I had that flexibility and I would be able to work from the girls' room when she was at work in the afternoon. She worked in Victoria, where you and I used to work, around there, that area. Mm. And 10 past three on a Friday night, and I'm, I'm, I'm working away at the PC, and I can replicate the sound. I hear this sound. <laughs> I shot up. The dog urinated on my leg. <laughs> and I'd slept two nights in that room before because I was sleeping in a fold-up bed and it was bad for my back. And I never slept there again anyway, even before that, because there was just something very strange about that room. When I heard that, I stood up and I just said, what the beat was that? And I didn't even care that the dog had urinated on me. 
right. uh, but that wasn't the most terrifying incident. A year later, this is com somewhere completely different location. I was, where was it? It was in Norfolk. I went to see a friend and his wife didn't know too much about me, but she was another of these women who claimed to have that whole gift. And she said to me, she didn't even know me. And she said to me, um, I'm not being funny, but you've got a presence around you. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this? And then she <laughs> said something to me that only me or my immediate family would have known. And I won't say what it was, yeah. but it, it, there was no way even my friends knew about that. And you think, how is this possible that a complete stranger can say that to you? It unsettled me so much for the next week when I returned to London, I couldn't sleep and I would have the light on at night. Yeah. I still yeah. don't know where I stand on that stuff, Clay. I mean, yeah. where, where, where do you stand on all that stuff? Well, I mean, I've had a couple of sort of ghost encounters, I, I guess. Um, one in, um, and they didn't tell me until after I, I asked to, to move. Uh, but it was a hotel in Scotland, um, and in, it's one of those things. I just kind of woke up, and and like even now, I'm starting to get the chills. <laughs> I hope you're was, not going to give me the chills. No, but it was, um, it it was well a ghost, I guess. It was like kind of sat on the end of the bed. Of course, I could have just been dreaming or whatever, and but I couldn't go back to sleep, and I turned all the lights on and that kind of thing. And then when I went down to the hotel place, they were like, oh, yeah, that's whatever. They told me what her name was. And and so I thought that was pretty freaky. And then the so other you, one. You just later referred to her when you retold this anecdote. You referred to her as the chick ghost, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. And then the other one um, was the same, but it, I couldn't stay in the room. I literally changed hotel room because it was an evil present. At least this one wasn't bad it was just there in the room and i was like fine with that even though it was a bit freaky but the other one it was like a cold terror type thing to the point where i went down and said i cannot stay in that room you noted and, it as soon as you stepped into that room well when i was yeah i was no was in it and i was already unpacked and all that kind of stuff but then when it happened i was like i cannot stay here so packed up all my stuff and went down and said i need to change rooms <laughs> and told them why but and they they didn't argue they didn't say oh sorry we don't have any more rooms they they let me change change rooms so yeah anyway I don't know. here's an here's another one just going back to 2003 in the haunted house i became although i'd got out of there i wanted to try and understand a bit more about what might have happened which is when i i was doing this online research and found out that clapham Northside has a very strong reputation for hauntings and I grew up in Clapham. And when I was little, and fires, house fires were common when you and I were kids, things that houses are much safer now. We see less of it, which is why Grenfell was even more um, horrifying than it otherwise would have been, because mm. we're not meant to see that stuff anymore. And when I was six years old, these two young girls that my sister and I used to play with died in a house fire on a Saturday night. And I remember not understanding that at all as I was a kid. When I was researching this in 2003, I found some information on my old area. A woman had moved into this house where these two girls lived, said her child, her young child was experiencing some weird stuff. And the end of her post absolutely chilled me. She said, can anybody tell, uh, tell me if any children ever died here in a house fire? And even now, now I'm getting chills, Clay. No, now man. I'm getting chills. That was to read that was just awful.
Yeah, that's crazy, man. Speaking of which, then... Don't go to a tune. It's not a moment for a tune. Let's keep it going. A moment for a tune. Yeah, so now I'm, 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 I guess the verdict's out. I'm, I think it's a possibility to do. Had some encounters. Um, there was a, one Halloween I was doing a, my own little sort of documentary on ghost stories. So I was getting people to tell me their ghost stories. And then there was there's a lady that lives nearby here in Stockton and her house is supposedly haunted. So I went to interview her and then she was telling me all the different ghosts. So I stuck around for a while, but none of them ever showed up. So I I never got to see one. Um, But yeah, I don't know. But that kind of stuff can kind of freak you out, especially, you know, like you. You're in a house by yourself now. You just conjured up some. No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave you some voice notes tonight. That's how I'm gonna deal with it. But no, they do say that once I was always told, so I'd always try to shut it down, that once you're having an experience is because there's some sort of gateway opening and that's the connection. And that's why mm. they're trying to get through. And I think, yeah, no, I'm gonna close that gate. If there is a gate, I'm closing it. <laughs> I, I don't need that. And if they are gonna join me, they can pay some of this council tax. <laughs> there you can the butt right now. Exactly. You should get them they gotta play just tell them now. Just look around you and say, Hey look, if you come and you gotta you know, you gotta pull your weight here. So if you, if, if, if you think about it very quickly, though Certainly, it would have been more common 100 years ago when it was more common for people to die at home. But it is something, as someone who's moved around a lot, and you think, okay, I can deal with mice just about. I could not deal with a haunting. You know, yeah. I could not deal with that. Have you watched Haunting Hill? Have you watched no, that I try to I avoid that stuff just because I'm not very good with it. Okay, and you live on your own, so you probably get even scarier, don't you? <laughs> I can imagine you. <laughs> you wait till tonight, three in the morning, going to start sending your voice notes. I can imagine you in that house or your little flat by yourself. Here's some creaking going on now, and now, but you, this is us opening the gateway because no, we're talking let's about close it. it. Let's close it. <laughs> let's have more of your politically incorrect opening half hour. Hey, what do you think Hatman's doing right now? Well, he shouldn't be doing nothing because he should be social distancing, for one thing. Because this date wouldn't be in his bubble, so he should. They should, and they shouldn't. They should be outside in the cold. Do you reckon it's his topless calendar that's getting him all this attention? The the steps and on. That's what it is. He's quite built, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 be hamming it up. I seen his little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok or real? He yeah, did. he's on. He's on TikTok now. I'm thinking, is this guy another Clay? He's too old for TikTok. We're all too old for TikTok. I thought you had to be 12 to be on TikTok. No, TikTok's up and coming, man. It's a. Oh yes, I'm glad you said that about TikTok, but not about TikTok. But is it chapter or whatever it's called? Well, well, no, well, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. That's have it. you been on it yet? No, don't you have to invite me? I can invite you. Yep. Yeah, you don't need to invite me. I mean, I'm not going to join. But... Yeah, but I think it's interesting, one, because we like uh, social audio. But now Twitter has Twitter spaces. And now Facebook this week has announced that they're going to have a live audio um, room thingy, which may be good for podcasters. It would be good for doing shows because it's closed. Um you can do more things into it. It's not like a public broadcast, if you know what I mean. Um, but I'd be interested to see what, like I use Facebook rooms to do sort of, um, you know, sometimes I do a lunch hour broadcast, but I don't do it on Mixed I'll do it inside of the Wisdom Cafe thing. 
Um, so it'd be interesting to see how their, their little audio spaces thing goes. With all this competition launching at the same time, who's going to win this? But see, this is it. This is what I think. I think Clubhouse got the jump start, but then they went for this exclusivity thing and invite only. Now, somewhere like a Twitter, definitely when a Facebook comes on, that's just going to blow that out of the water and they're going to end up finding themselves have to claw back um, users if, you know, Facebook gets gets it right or Twitter gets it right. They don't have the maybe the same reach and or um, cash that these other two companies might be able to throw around it. But the thing I think with Twitter is that they add these things, but I think like you and I were talking about, like, you know, the heydays of Twitter were 140 characters. I think that's was the attraction of it. But you but, were happy when they went to 280. No, I was, but I'm saying as a platform, I think the 140, that was their thing. People wanted to do that, but now they've got video, they've got live video, live streaming, they've got audio, you can leave audio posts, you can leave insta story type i miss things. i miss the 140 days i think when they went to 280 it was the equivalent of we used to have a thing here in the 80s in the uk that wrecked all the top sports teams at schools where it became sport for all so if you were you know slightly overweight by you know several stones you could still play in the team and you know the team <laughs> the team's performance would suffer because you know it was sport for all never mind winning yeah. uh, and, and don't worry about losing just play and obviously the kids that were very good at football weren't happy with that, understandably, I think. Were but you really good at football? Were you I was good? okay, but yeah. uh, I, I was a decent footballer till at the age of 11, and that was it. You know, okay, It was so a you, shock to me when you, I got to 11 and joined the big school and to see how many players there were probably yeah, better. Gotcha, because you don't, you don't strike me as a sporty type. How am I meant to take that? Look at look at the look on your look at the look at the look on your face as you said that. Let's, have, let's replay that moment because the lean in first. You don't strike me as the sporty type. You don't. What a bitch! Beauty <laughs> right. oh, blues, we're going with. There's me. I, I get him talking about his judo exploits for 15 minutes, and he comes back with, "You don't strike me as a sporty type." <laughs> no, you don't, man. Uh, play your rubbish. <laughs> okay. This is uh, Knights in White Satin. Oh, right? you're joking. Please. The Moody Blues. No, that yes. is cheesy. Yes. That is cheesy. It's a great tune. Why, you, why don't people go and listen to Hard FM or whatever? <laughs> oh, man. What greatness there going on, dude. <laughs> that, seriously. Clay, I can't tell you how bad that song is. That's a cool tune, A man. song that will be played anywhere around the world. Why, you know, why are people going to listen to this show if that's the kind of stuff you're playing? They can oh. listen to that anywhere. That is cheesy. When do, where, where do you hear the Moody Blues at? Jeez, you know, FM. My on, God. Stop it. I can't have that blues. song. Unacceptable. <laughs> that's a good tune. Moody Blues. Actually, my other favorite one on there is Wildest Dreams. I like that one as well. Anyway, that song was rumored to be about uh, a West Point uh, cadet. At least that's what we used to tell as our. This would have been before your time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it would have been before my time there. But anyway. So, um, I did have a question for you. 
but I lost it. I've got a question <laughs> for you. Are you going to keep drinking on every show that we do? It's becoming my trademark. Man. It is. It is. There's some slight slurring. It's becoming my tra- drop like it's yeah. 2011. You know, <laughs> check this, check yeah. that. You know, it's becoming a trademark. People have been asking about it. What I'm drinking in the Wisdom Cafe. So I think you should do your show next week in your judo outfit. Um, I could do. Still have it. <laughs> have you got? <laughs> Have you got your April 30-day one-punch man challenge, one-man punch or oh, whatever we it's did called? abysmal on this one. Yeah, it was the eBay thing. That was very ambitious, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was. I, I got slated today at the post office. I sold only my second item on eBay. I used to sell a lot years ago, and I've forgotten how to do it. Uh, the best way to do it is to weigh your stuff in the post office before you put it on sale. I sold this book. I was surprised it sold. I don't know anything about weights. I'm bad with numbers. I marked the book down as one gram and uh, 66p postage went to the post office this morning, got a complete shock. And the post office guy, two of them, the other guy comes along as well. He says, what? And he's holding the book up. He's holding the package up. And he said, what? You think this is one gram? (laughs) Put it on the scales. I had to put it on the scales. He said, tell me how many grams are on there. He said, I bet it's 250. It was 247. Like, what do you want from me? You know, it's, you know, I'm not a drug dealer. I don't. There's no reason for me to have weighing scales. You know, I so it. I had to pay the extra. Well, no, I had to pay the postage from scratch and put in for a refund from eBay. It's just so much hassle. Yeah, yeah. I used to really love eBay, but it's changed as a marketplace. Well, are you one of these people, one of these purists who prefers the day where everything was an auction rather than buy it now? Yes, or being able everything to was an auction and you could sell any old junk usually buy. But now people go to buy just to buy things like clothes and stuff like that and to buy it now. That's the think... eBay equivalent of going for the 280 characters, isn't it? Really? Yeah, That's absolutely. But the day it was at its best when you just put every auction in at 99 cents in the states and that was it you went in with just under a dollar and let the auction do its thing um and it was is it best. fair to say that around the mid noughties ebay was probably as big as amazon at that time yeah i think in the in and Amazon would have been coming out then. Remember, Jeff Bezos started his little. But if, in fact, both of those com- companies are interesting, and I think this would, this is why there's such a um, splurge of people wanting to be entrepreneurs and thing. Everybody wants to be like the next sort of Jeff Zuckerberg or Clay uh, Lowe, uh, yeah, or Mark Zuckerberg, sorry, or Jeff Bezos. And um, because think about it. so eBay was some dude who was trying to get Pez dispenser for his wife who liked to collect them. You know, so he started, you know, exchanging these things online and the rest is history from there. And then, you know, old Bezos was just doing his thing out of his house, his selling his books. Um I know he had a bigger vision for it, but you know, they just start in, you know, modest sort of places. Um and I just, yeah, I know we talked last week about where does it end in terms of the different networks that come out, but just all the different things that just keep coming out and i i still want that you keep joining oh yeah i gotta join him because i gotta see what's happening but you know where who's when is um facebook gonna be myspace as in the next big thing this you know displaces facebook or do you think facebook could never be 
taken down or no one will outtop it because it's just so big. Well, let's have a look at the fact, let's have a look at how big the tabloids are in this country. They're still big, even though far fewer people buy newspapers. Those tabloids are still big. Those scandal sheets with their stupid stories and celebrity mm. magazines. I was shocked at how they became a thing in this country in the uh, around 93, 94. I was shocked because it was a very European thing. I'd grown up with those magazines at home, the Spanish versions. Hola, Hello was a Spanish magazine. Yeah. To suddenly see it become massive here was so disappointing. These magazines and tabloids remain huge, and I would say Facebook is the same kind of demographic. Why do you uh, think the tabloids are such a big thing? Why do people... I think people like what they call is a tittle-tattle. They love gossip. You know, I, I had people trying to argue with me about the whole royal family thing a couple of weeks ago. I had to say, I'm not interested. You know, I'm mm. not in, genuinely not, but not interested. But isn't that just a weird thing about humans that they want to... That yeah, they yeah. like gossip, yeah. I, I don't... Yeah. You know what? There was a thing here you, long before your time in the UK. Uh, in 1992, this uh, minister, David Meller, was caught in some sex scandal, which wasn't a big deal for that Tory government of the time. It was a regular thing. These guys would have to resign their positions. But they did such a number on him, and I wasn't a fan uh, mm. of his, uh, and I'm not defending him, but the story got so silly. The amount of silly things they said about him and the stories that this woman was putting out there, and I think they had something about either he was wearing a, a Chelsea football strip in bed or she was, and it destroyed his career. Now, I'm not, you know, the point is, regardless of that, I was of an age then where I thought, I don't want to read this stuff. I don't want to hear it. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in what people do there that, you know, things that are maybe shameful episodes in, in their own lives. We all mm. make mistakes. That's a big one to make because he's high profile. And by then, I was already reading a broadsheet because I'd gone to college and our lecturer said the first thing you've got to do is if you're not doing it already because we were working class kids to start buying a broadsheet. So I started buying a broadsheet hard at first to get used to it when you're a working class kid reading tabloids. The thing is, before the Internet, Clay, it was possible by not having the tabloids, it was possible to avoid these stories. I often wouldn't know what was going on. All the gossipy stuff, yeah. I wouldn't be aware of it. It's harder now in the Internet age because all you have to do is open Twitter up. You see what's trending. You see the video clips coming up. Uh, you see the issues that, uh, you know, the pylons, the social media pylons every day. Someone's being shamed. And so it's harder to avoid that now. But I had a brilliant period of maybe 10 years from the early 90s to early noughties where by not buying the tabloids, it was easy to avoid all the salacious stories that are none of our business, you know? Yeah, I think that's such a weird thing, the whole sort of celebrity gossipy thing but it, they sell the heck out of papers and you've they got do. your whole little thing going on on twitter as well what's with you in this mickey boy thing uh, if he's listening tonight you're just boosting his ego Clay. Oh, <laughs> yeah let's just, let's just move on let's move on don't give that guy any airtime. because you, you guys used to do a podcast he's together, just he? uh he's just a burden you know he's my flavor <laughs> flame you know he's your uh, flavor flame i love it so just, uh, let's move on i'm i'm looking at your list of followers now seeing who would follow no, don't worry who about would the follow fun. you man yeah but you're uh, right no one no one does i don't get any new followers i'm looking at this list who are these people yeah okay listen tell me in the states are they as into gossip as the, the brits are I guess they are. I guess it's a human yeah. trait, like isn't the, it? You've got the um, 
the New York Post and the and the was it it's the New York Post and the Day Daily Post or something like that. Yeah, I think every city will have their uh, little tabloid press. Um, but you know, I'm just trying. I mean, I don't. I didn't grow up with them. I think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm just going through my memory banks here to think if you know if that was ever a thing for us and it it wasn't and I don't I like you know there's probably some in some of the bigger cities like New York City has the New York Post and um and then San Francisco has one those are the only two that I can think of and I'm sure DC and you know big cities like that and those kind of places thing is if you go if you go back to say the 15th 16th uh, 16th century here uh the early plays people would go and pelt the performers if they didn't they they pelt them with rotten fruit if they didn't like the play Mm. people go or used to go before the pandemic to stand up gigs and they loved watching sometimes if they didn't particularly like a performer they enjoy they relish them dying on stage there's just a nasty side to people that revels in the misfortune of others and um it's like that uh who was the guy the grand prix guy mosley was it max mosley his name who was into snm and he got exposed by the papers in the late noughties and quite rightly he took them to court and won because that he'd never preached to people how to live their lives. What he did mm. was his own business. I, I don't agree with it, but it's none of my business. And I certainly don't want to read about it. And I'm glad, well, he was wealthy enough to be able to defend himself. Um, we don't need to hear this stuff. No. You know? And what's the deal with your like page six thing? Because we, could, we couldn't get away with anything like that in the States. Page three, you mean, I think. I don't think it's there anymore. The, the topless women in yeah. the sun. Yeah, no, that was a huge thing in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know, people you had it there when I came here. I'm sure they yeah. still they're not topless, topless, but they're I still don't know if they would still do it. But it was, um, yeah, it was a huge thing. And some of the top page three girls made big careers and went on to bigger things. Well, I, I don't know if they did go on to bigger things, but you know, they certainly made their fortune. But it is just bizarre that you can get a paper and uh, the... you, you're seeing big news on page one and page three is this topless woman. It's yeah. But the one thing about the tabloids you have to give them credit for is that they make, well, the stories are junk, but they make them readable. And I wonder if that's part of it, where they're not, it's almost like the internet where, you know, things are listicles and, um, you know, just easy to breeze through. Whereas if you look at something like The Guardian or something like that, you know, the, the, the articles are denser and it takes you longer to... Well, I wouldn't say they're denser now. I do think they're slightly dumbed down. And I was talking with a friend yesterday. One thing I really hate about modern journalists, we've dumbed down to such, and papers, we've dumbed down to such a degree that now if you're online, before we read anything that might take us more than two minutes, it's prefaced with the the term, the long read. I am not afraid of reading, (laughs) you know, whether it's a long read read or a short read, I'm happy to read it. I raised this point once on Twitter and one of the guys at the Guardian started slating me, obviously younger generation, they've grown up with that, but I think it's so stupid and insulting. Don't, you know, people are either going to read or they're not going to read, you know, let me, I, I don't need you to tell me to warn me something is a long piece. I'm ready to commit to an article. If it's good, is it the Sunday sport, the really salacious paper in this country? It might be the Sunday sport. I'll have to check during the next song. There was a documentary about 20 years ago, 
it was an extraordinary documentary. They have these crazy stories. And one of these stories that featured in this documentary was a woman who claimed her son, her dead son, had been reincarnated as a fish finger. <laughs> so they, they sent a journalist to this woman's house. This is in the documentary. And she, uh, the journalist is on the phone to their editor. And she, uh, the journalist is saying to the editor, they're adamant his, uh, their son has been reincarnated as a fish finger. The editor says to the journalist, take the box of fish fingers and move the fish fingers around and see if she can still identify her reincarnated son. You just think this has <laughs> got to be a setup. This is just insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But it's crazy the things that uh, people will believe, crazy the things that we kind of push out. I mean, just think of, I don't know, you know, when Trump was always yapping about fake news, but just think of the amount of um yeah fake news for lack of a better term that's kind of out there and people just believe in it and the, and the internet as you say makes it even worse because any old person can just post any old thing and then people don't actually read things but they're happy to just like and retweet it even though they haven't actually read it and so they they help spread it and it just spreads like wildfire um, it's do you think do you think we've seen the last of Trump? Do you think he can come again in four years' time? Um, no, I mean, I think that's going to be the debate. I just saw uh, a headline that flashed up um, yesterday saying that he's not going to – he's pretty much positioned – he, you know, from what he did in his last few sort of weeks or whatever, um, it's boxed himself out of being able to run. The Republicans, of course, could have solidified that by voting by impeaching him then he wouldn't have been able to run by law but they stopped short of that did you see that he's thinking about start or do you yeah start, i was going to ask his you own that. yeah social media now well, the, the same within a month and now will i join his social media network that's uh, the question no i, <laughs> no. I wouldn't no i wouldn't join his thing um how yeah. did you go i know it's not that kind of well, program she, but very very quickly, how did you go from Obama to Trump? How did I go from Obama? No, how, how did your country go from Obama to Trump ah. with no in-between, no well, interim? I, see, again, I think, you know, I think Internet would play a large part in it uh, in the same way as you had the Arab Spring and things like that. I think, you know, when people, you know, I know racism has been around for a long time and, and discrimination and that kind of bit, but as the world was moving on, it was, it was, so if I was in Southam um, and there was no internet, it's harder for me to stand up and be openly kind of racist, for instance, um, just because this would have been harder to do because you wouldn't have had anyone, we're social creatures and people wouldn't have kind of um, gathered around you or whatever. And um, whereas on the internet, it's how people, to connect those people together. So then they had the strength of numbers. They didn't feel isolated. Like I hold this view, but if I express my opinion, you know, I'm going to be the one ostracized within the community here physically. Um, internet is able to allow them all to gravitate together and then feel strong in that voice. And um, so I think that that contributed to it. Um, in a huge way, in all the forums, and they say, "Oh yeah, there is somebody that thinks like me and believes the things that I believe." And um, 
and yeah you you came here 20 or so years ago from a a racist country you came here is that did you find this country in your early days here did you find racism was was a problem when you came here 20 years ago no it, it seemed way more relaxed and there wasn't the same kind of tension that i felt in the states well depending on what part of the states you were in um yeah it seemed not to be a thing here it for me as a white guy the last five years have changed it's gone back to a darker period it's gone back to it's like growing up it's like being in my teens and early 20s you know the the you know people now feel it's okay to rise up and voice yeah. these views and it has me questioning whether these people ever really went away whether i don't think they have that's what i mean no, i think they never Brex, went away. Brexit noble them i think it, it, i think they went underground and then the internet has allowed them to be able to come together in more force and not feel isolated and alone and so emboldened by that hey i'm looking at a guy that just might as well be your twin brother frederick eckland um, he's 160 days sober he's a was a high functioning addict but he looks just like you I don't need to check this picture because I, <laughs> I, 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 I suspect it's going to be more damage to the ego. It's going to follow on from the, uh, I can't, no, it's going to, the leaning. I can't imagine you doing sports. No, he's a good looking guy. Not to say that you're a good looking guy, but, he's, but he just, he does look like you a little bit. <sighs> <laughs> when, I, when you sent me that picture at uh, 1700 hours with the glass of beer, I thought this is going to be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've not done too badly tonight. We've had some decent figures by our standards, you know. Ah, you hit 25 tonight. Yeah, this is check definitely an out. event. It's an event. Ooh, check you out, man. I think it must be time for a song. Cause, yeah, know, a tune. A tune. I think it's probably one of mine as well. It is. They're there yeah. by the grace of God. This is. This takes me back this to Barcelona. This is a tune. It's a <laughs> ba great tune. <laughs> Barcelona 2002, Clay. This was my song. Was it? Awesome. Well, let's check it out. All righty, man. There by the grace of God. Song of the night, I think. No, the next song is the song of the night. No, this was yes. the song of the night because <laughs> this song had to follow on from your rubbish. This was the song that saved the show. This made you... This my song made your song sound even better than it actually is. is that your song. <laughs> I, mean, I never want to hear it again. So would you rather hear that or Bon Jovi? Or... I'd actually rather hear Bon Jovi. Would you? Yeah. Oh, man, that's saying something. That's but that's not to say song. I want Bon Jovi back. That's, <laughs> just, that's just to illustrate how bad that song was that you played 20 minutes ago. Well, I have to get some Bon Jovi into the No, no, we don't need week. to do the Bon Jovi thing anymore. <laughs> I dig on the old Bon Jovi. Bon, Bon's the man, man. He is the man. All right, so what do you got? What are you up to this weekend? He's killing me with this question. You know, I'm going to have to go for a run tomorrow because I didn't get out. I'm killing today. you with this question. You don't think yeah. you do the same thing every weekend? Yeah. <laughs> do Nothing. You? What am I going to do? We're, <laughs> we're in a lockdown. I live on my own, as you say. What, am, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I've got a pile of I've got a pile of reading to do. I've got uh, big interviews piling up for the for the football show yeah. so I'm under a lot of pressure a lot of reading and, and the wrong kind of reading not the reading I like the reading for pleasure it's reading for um, you know have a look at this 
anyone who's watching the stream. That is, I can't speed read. I have to, I have to make. Are those all your tabs? Yeah, it's every single book. And then um, I try. Can you imagine little Daniels running around? No, and it's a good job. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you've got to accept that your family line hasn't worked. You just got to bring things to an end. Why? Why would I want to see this extended? You know, it's the Ruiz Tyson project has failed it's <laughs> i'm fine with a line ending with me oh, you know? and i yeah. wouldn't want to have a son that ends up working with a, a, a low down the line and the low is this <laughs> no, egomaniac controlling everything the worst would be a, a male low and a female tizen ah, then yeah. we could join our two families there you go yeah. go ahead go make yeah. some uh, oh we could just be blood brothers you know? Oh yeah, we could do that too. Do people still do that? Do they still slice their wrists and transfer their? They blood? do it on the movies. I bet you did do. when you were about eight. Yeah, we did. Some guy who was dead by the age of twenty. <laughs> of course we did, man. It was a thing because you've seen it in your your books and your movies and stuff. They did the whole Blood Brother thing. Are you buying any comics at the moment? I'm listening to a few Batman podcasts. Batman oh, yeah. podcasts that cover my favorite period of Batman. Um, in the late 80s, I was very lucky to get into it at that time, you know, mm. when it all went dark, Frank Miller and, you know, Batman yeah. Year One, uh, Death in the Family. So it's really interesting to hear guys as an American guy and a British guy like us and like us struggling for an audience, I think, by the sound of their constant yeah. bitching on the show. But it's it's a good show. It's, it's because I remember those issues really well. Yeah. OK. I, I mean, I've I mean, some recent purchases. I bought the... Um... Was it the boys? I don't know if you caught them on Netflix because they got a series now out of it. So I wanted to read the. No, your your looping recommendation, man. I'm not listening to any yeah. more of your recommendations. And then the other one was the Umbrella Academy. So I bought that recently, the comic version, and um, uh, the the Titans. I bought that, which is a uh, anime, but based off of a manga. So I got the manga. Um, I got a lot of indie stuff. I don't buy, really buy much on the sort of superhero genre anymore. Although I did get the whole sort of back catalogue of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you remember Grandel? Uh, no. Magnificent. I never saw a comic like that, the way it was laid out and the story. If there was one comic that I could go out there and buy, it would be Grandel. It was incredible. Mm. The, Brilliant. Yeah. Did you used to like heavy metal, that no. magazine comic? No. Thing. You didn't like that? Although, you know, there were bands like Metallica that I didn't mind. I thought they no, were no, very... not, not oh. heavy metal music, heavy no. metal, the comic. No, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, um, I think you've got an equivalent over here. What's your um, comic that usually has a number of different stories in it. 2000 AD is about yeah. the only, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it was a thicker anthology piece. But Heavy Metal, look it up, Google it when you get a chance. I don't know if never, you Never use Google. You, oh, whatever, talk, talk. Duck, 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 duck go. Duck, 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 go, Co- ask play, Jeeves. Play, play, play low. <laughs> Do you still use Jeeves? No, <laughs> I never Jeeves? used that really, but what happened to it? I'm assuming it's dead now. I have no idea. I just go for the easy option, but uh, yeah, Google. everyone can see you. See, you know, the company will know your search history. Who cares? What, Judo belts. How's that going to help them if they know my search history? Uh, Jeeves turned into ask.com, didn't he? Oh, ask.com or ask. Ask. 
the ass. Look who's talking about dirty mouth. Ass.com. You even slipped into your own bad word. I said ass. You said bitch too. You called me a bitch, didn't you? I said bitching. No, you called me a you said I straight out I, bitch. No, you said you bitch. No, anyone can just listen back to this show the last 10 minutes. That didn't happen. Listen to the first seven minutes for this man's mild expletives. I'm going to have know. to listen to that because I'm pretty yeah. sure I didn't say any, yeah, any two P words. words, two S words. Uh, we'll stick an adult rating on this show. Uh, listen, I'm going to play this next song and we'll come back because it's going to be the end. And, and, and this is a prelude to our um, our navel gaze and the shoe gaze shoe gazing. Yeah, okay so, so we want our audience next week well during the week to tweet us contact us at try all you want underscore we'll need to set up an email for this show uh if you're a shoe gazing fan send us your shoe gazing songs i'm limited as to what i can choose because i know mr low here will not play an eight minute song by ride so i'm struggling for choices so even in the chat box now before we go if if you're a shoegazer Tell us what song you'd like to see or tweet us at trial. You want underscore clay. Give out the other links to nah, uh, the t- Twitter one is, is, is good enough. That's yeah, fine. We don't <laughs> get anything on that. It doesn't do the job this man. <laughs> that one's good. But no, I think that's, that's great. Let's get the Twitter thing going. Um, the crowdsource our uh, shoegazing bands for our upcoming epic show on shoegazers. If I can don't slip my wrist by the end of it, that would be a good thing. But this is uh, the Jesus and Mary chain, just like honey. Okay, just like honey. No way was that better than my track. Uh, yeah, it was. No, <laughs> no. It was decent. That was it. It was in also in that movie, um, Lost in Translation, if you ever watched that Bill Murray no. movie. You no. ever seen that one? That was a good one. You should watch that one. Hmm. In fact, you would probably, that's going to be you in another 10 years. I definitely won't watch it. If I'm still here in 10 years, mate, I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take that as a, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Um, the start of that song sounded a bit 60s, kind of almost wall of sound. Mm. Oh, man, I didn't get to play Echo and the Bunnymen tonight. Mm. Yes, yeah, no, no, no big loss. What? I would have yeah. thought that would have been right up your alley, Echo in the Moon. No, I thought so too, but I just never got into them. And then they had a comeback in the late 90s, and yeah, yeah. they just weren't for me, really. But they yeah. did rate themselves highly. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so cool. I like it. Shoegazing uh, band. Ooh, hot, hot thingy. Um, so, good stuff. So there you, don't have... fill in that. you don't want to fill in the blank on that? Hot what? Are you leaving us guessing there? Oh yeah, no. I was touching a, a hot wire on the um, on the mixer, which if I was doing a podcast podcast, it would be messing up the podcast right now. But you didn't even hear it come through the stream on here, so you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> oh man! So when are we going to see some writing out of you? When are we going to re- get to read? I some don't of know. Stuff? I I think you and I need to talk more. It did me good. You 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 got me thinking a bit. You know, I yeah, hope I've good. got you thinking as well. I hope I've got you reining it in. But I'm sure that by the time I'm up tomorrow and I'm up early, but not as early as you, because you are really the early bird. And uh, if anyone's catching the worm, it's you. But by the time I get up, you'll have done about five <laughs> different things. And in the evening, your Saturday evenings recently are spent sketching me, I think. 
Yeah, yeah sketch too. Did you see my picture I just sent you in WhatsApp as well? Yeah. Right. What is what, what's? I still don't know what PUBG is. You got to join us. You should come join us in uh. PUBG. <laughs> you should download the app on your phone or your tablet. I'm going to have to get an iPhone, I think, because of the issues that you know I was having earlier today. It's, um, and I also want to start filming some stuff. But these iPhones, a used one, they're about 120, 130 pounds. But yeah, they ain't no joke. You got like, are you going to get a used one? Like, uh, what yeah, you yeah. yeah. And um, a friend was telling me the SE. Does that make sense? He says SE is the benchmark. Yeah, I don't, um, you know me. I'm, in fact, I don't actually get the top of the line iPhones. I get the one in the middle. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought you'd get the top of the line. No. You're, you're the kind of guy who queues up at an Apple store, aren't you? No. Do you know iTunes are actually you... based in the Apple store on Regent Street? They're on the top floors. That iTunes store that is obsessed with celebrity-fronted yeah. podcasts. Okay. Well, no, but I, I, I am on iPhone 8, so I'm not even up on my current stuff so i mean i used to be way back in the days one or two but i've always been a version behind and now i'm three versions behind on the iphone i've been thinking about getting the 12 but because it just does everything i needed to do in terms of making my videos and to record my audios i i don't feel and i got enough memory on it i have no i don't feel compelled to upgrade and your thirty-six thousand pictures are all in the cloud I am, man, all in the cloud. Okay, I've had enough of you now. Yeah, I've had enough of you as well. (laughs) We're going to be back next week. We want people to get in their shoegazing nominations, don't we? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, I'll hit the Twitter hard on that one uh, this week to try and uh, drum up some. Yeah, let's see if you do. You know, try and do less this week, Clay, and, you know, less is more. Try and do less? What's yeah, trying to more. be funny. Stop spreading yourself so thinly, you know. Oh no, I've done. Yeah, no, I, I've took on board. I took on a couple of things you said. One, the less is more bit, uh, but the other thing was uh, focusing on uh, putting a, a stronger emphasis on some of the creative endeavors and getting that sort of stuff is out there. And I know it's going to sound contradictory to less is more, but I did start a little micro blog so I could do my uh little micro fiction flash fiction uh yeah, is that stuff. still a thing because that was a big thing on twitter for a number of years wasn't it flash yeah, fiction. It was, yeah no it's still it's still there's still a contingent of it um and i've just started my uh a little micro blog to um to just start something else just start something new even to consolidate scaling it back consolidate <laughs> it's really consolidating because I didn't want to just put it with all my other stuff because then it would just get lost. I wanted it to have its own little thing, be very zen-like um, and very simple and very zen-like. Where can we find this Same. thing? Uh, it's, uh, what the hell is it called? It is... He Soul... knows what it's called. He's playing hard to get. Soulcruiser.micro.blog. You know what? I'm going to join some of these new things that you've mentioned, and I'm going to get that Soul Cruiser name. Oh, and don't I'm, do either, you know, dude. I will, I will hunt I'm, you down like a dirty damn dog. I will, I will dude, report you for breaking will, every bubble. I will going. hunt you down like a dirty dog and rip your throat out, man. I'm going to, I'm going to leave anonymous <laughs> messages. This you is will, Soul Cruiser from such and such social media. 
do I, you want your handle? Dead man. I would definitely hunt you down like a dirty dog. Did you settle on that handle right away when you got into the whole social media or was was there an evolution? No, that's been it that I've had since the beginning. And it was only, I spelt it the way that I spelt it because somebody had the S already. Okay. But I really wanted the name. And so that's why I did the Z thing. But that's my thing since beginning of internet. Hmm. Be a shame to lose that. Yeah, don't be messing around. Don't be messing around, man. All right, it's time for us to go. Because I will hurt you. Have we got a? I'm happy for you to have a go at me if you wear your judo outfit. You know. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right, man. That's it. That's, we rounded up tough. on a. We we can't. We just need to extend this by thirty seconds. I can't go out on such a weak note. Let me just reiterate how bad that "Nights in White" uh, white satin song was. That was <laughs> horrendous, and I can only apologise on behalf of the show. Yeah. Um, podcast version. You didn't plug the podcast version. That will show. be out uh, tomorrow. I'm guessing, although this man's current inebriated condition suggests it <laughs> might not be with me tomorrow. But once it's out, I'll tweet all the links. Uh, you know, retweet it, share it. We've got a tiny following on Twitter. If we can grow that following, it will extend the numbers. We've had decent numbers tonight. And uh, if you can't listen to the show, if you've not been able to listen to the whole show, um, you'll be able to download the podcast. Get in touch at trial you want on Twitter. And just confirm with a yes if uh, Clay in the opening seven minutes of tonight's show uh, (laughs) did use uh, four mild expletives. Just confirm that for us. And we'll be back next week. And tweet them out. Let me see what they were. Let's make our Twitter feed X-rated too while we're at it. (laughs) All right, that's it. Have a good evening, folks. Have a good week. Out.